Don't underestimate how much you can learn by yourself. You just have to put in the time to spend learning it. Welcome to the Step Change Podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. Now, my podcast is established to help you with your thoughts in the development of your own business. And every so often, my episodes are sharing an entrepreneur's journey. And I'm delighted today that my guest is actually my podcast producer, Matt Eastland-Jones from Story94. Hi, Matt. Hello, Mike. It's uh, nice to finally be sat in this chair and not the uh, the one over at the other side of the room. Yeah, it's fantastic to, to have you uh, out from behind uh, behind the scenes and <laughs> yes. uh, on, on, cam- on camera and on voice. And uh, so we're going to be talking about your entrepreneur's journey, explore a little bit more about um, where you've been on your journey. But first of all, tell us a little bit about the business as it is now. Yeah, so Story94 is a video production company uh, that also does podcasting. So the exciting thing about sort of the, the past year for me, pandemic aside, is the fact that we've introduced podcasting as a service to what was originally exclusively video production. Uh, and that's the really exciting thing because we're now able to not only provide two different services, but two actually complementary services. So we're, we're filming this podcast now, which is great, good video content, good audio content. Um, but it also means that we can, you know, provide both these for our clients. As I said, they're, they're complementary. They're both forms of communication. Uh, they're just two slightly different mediums, but they work well together. Fantastic. They certainly do from my perspective. And, you know, you've sort of started your own own business over the last few years. What 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 was it that made you want to be a business owner or to be an entrepreneur? The thing for me was out of necessity, in terms of becoming an entrepreneur, I never really considered myself particularly entrepreneurial. You know, when I was uh, a kid at school, you know, I was a, an academic student. I liked the sciences. That's why I went on to study at university. I never really thought of myself as being a, a, yeah, a prospective business owner or entrepreneur. It never really kind of crossed my mind. And in fact, when we first met, one of the things I said to you was I don't really consider myself to be an entrepreneur. It's not a, a label I would kind of give myself. But it is, I am an entrepreneur. Uh, I just think of myself first and foremost as more of a sort of filmmaker and now podcast producer. But I am an entrepreneur and it's now, as I've been doing it for sort of four years or so, around about then, set up in 2017, first just being a freelance videographer and then setting up Story94 in 2019. It has become a part of me. And now I do think of myself being particularly entrepreneurial. I always have these ideas in the night and I'm like, that's a pretty interesting idea. I wonder if there's a way I could, you know, implement that into the business or provide that as a service. And that's ultimately why podcasting became a thing. You know, when I set up the business back in 2019 or when I was a freelance videographer, I'd never considered, you know, providing podcasting as a service. But lo and behold, the opportunity came about. People were inquiring about it. I had the expertise in the form of, you know, recording audio for for video um, and I had you know the, the capacity to provide it as a service and I didn't want to go in half-heartedly I didn't want to just think okay well I can yeah I can, I can do podcasting you know if a client asks for it if I'm, if I'm going to add an extra service to the business you know I'm going to go in you know guns blazing and hence why we're now in in a podcast studio in Oxford's first actually dedicated podcast studio having this conversation. Mm. And, and, you know, and I certainly know you don't do things half-hearted, you know, <laughs> particularly when we've had conversations about quality and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you know, it's quite interesting what you say about entrepreneur, actually. It's a number of conversations I have all the time. And I get challenged why I was called the entrepreneur's mentor because, you know, aren't you the business owner's mentor? Actually, in my opinion, every business owner is an entrepreneur because mm. they've taken a risk um, to, to form their own business. And, and I, you know, certainly characteristics you've shown to me is that entrepreneurial 
spirit, that creativity that's obviously naturally in your blood. So where were you when you first realized, okay, I am actually going to set my own business up? Uh, So it was 2017. And I can't remember the exact place that I was, but it was early 2017. I think it was February. Uh, And at the time I was studying a master's, I was studying a master's in marketing. Uh, So I studied an undergrad, I did uh, biology, I specialized in infectious diseases and immunity, which actually came in quite handy when it came to understanding what that was going on with this pandemic. Um, So that was my undergrad, but I came out of that very much aware that I didn't want to pursue a career in the sciences. I didn't want to be a scientist or or kind of work in that space. As interesting as it is, and I'm sure as fulfilling as it is to work in that industry, in that, that area, it wasn't for me. I was much more creative than I think that would have allowed me to to have been. So I then decided to do a, a master's in marketing um, at, at university. But I found that the the course wasn't entirely what I thought it was going to be. So it was a master's in digital marketing, uh, which interested me the most was the digital side of it. But I found the, the tuition and the lessons, it was very, we were the first year that actually provided this as a, as a master's. And it was... Um, it felt just a bit like their master's marketing just kind of rehashed with an extra module about the internet, which was obviously very vague. Uh, so I decided to drop out of that master's uh, in, in February and I decided to go traveling because I didn't know what else to do at that point in time. So I went to Thailand for a month and that was a lot of fun. Uh, and at that time, I was really into filmmaking, kind of filming travel videos. So that's why I decided to go traveling was, well, I can take my camera uh, and I can just see if I can make something cool at the end of it. I came home, you know, I showed my parents the video and they were quite impressed and I showed some friends and they thought it was quite cool. So I thought, well, you know, I've I've got now, because I, when I say I dropped out of master, I didn't actually drop out, I deferred. So I had the opportunity to go back the following January. That was like the conditions that my parents gave me to allow to actually, you know, pursue this stupid idea of becoming a freelance videographer. And And so I was like, well, I've got this year now um, I've got a video that I've shot, uh, I think it's quite good. Uh, why don't I just try and get in touch with some local businesses and see, you know, will any, will any of them let me film some videos for them for free initially? And then maybe some of those could become paying clients. And then by the time that, you know, next January comes around, now I have to make the decision of, do I go back to university or do I try and carry on doing this? Thank God the decision was made for me. And it wasn't the, the, oh no, I've got to go back to university. It was the, this is great. I'm making money. Um, and I, I can kind of carry on pursuing this and it's all just evolved from there. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great backstory and, uh, probably explains for me what one of your differentiators is, is that linkage between yes, shooting great quality film or audio, but how that links into someone's content strategy for their digital media campaigns, et cetera. I think you've, you've got that. So that backstory for me explains that a little bit. So when you first set the business up, just to help people understand sort of like those early days as an entrepreneur, what were the sort of first things that you did? Um, the first things that I did, that's a good question. That's a good question. In, in sense of what did I do as a, as a business or what did I do in, in like, what, what did a day look like? Yeah. So in terms of some, some of the first steps you've, you felt okay. you had to take. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the first step that I took was was getting in touch with businesses. So kind of like doing some some cold outreach. I came from a great position because I was just offering it for free because I had zero experience beyond that video that I shot in Thailand. Um, so I kind of felt like I had nothing to lose in terms of getting in touch with these businesses. And um, I think I sent out about 100 emails. That was like the target I sent myself, 100 emails. 
uh, and believe 10, 10 businesses got back to me. So 10% return. Uh, and then of that 10, I think I made videos for about five or six of them. And then one of them then was like, well, they wanted a second video. And that was when I was like, okay, so but that's going to cost you now. And they were like, that's fine. How much is it going to cost? And then I suddenly like, well, how much, how much is that going to cost? So suddenly I was going from like, okay, this is just a, a premature idea to, okay, I filmed some videos. I have some experience to so now, okay, someone's going to pay me to do this. What does that look like? How much do I charge? How do I charge? Do I charge per hour, per day? Do I charge based on the kit that I use? And so it was a lot of Googling, a lot of researching, a lot of trying to work out, you know, how do I run a business because suddenly I am now running a business. I, I'm registered. I'm, I mean, I'm a sole trader. I've got that you know, business bank account. So that was kind of what the early days looked like. And then it was very much yeah, sort of just teaching myself, which is, you know, 99% of what I've got to where I am now is just through teaching, teaching myself in terms of like technically, you know, how to, how to film, how to record a podcast. It's all self-taught. Um, and it's in those early days when I was saying of business, it was entirely just self-taught until I had the brilliant idea to hire a business mentor, which is when I hired you. And you then helped me actually get to where I am now, which is having this podcast studio. But yeah, a lot of those early days was just, just a lot of Googling, a lot of watching YouTube videos, a lot of just trying to understand, well, how do I actually get to where I want to be? Because I know where I want to be. Mm. I just don't know how to get there yet. I'm certainly impressed with the amount of um, research and you know, your attention to that detail when you're doing that research as well. What would you say then in terms of just sharing s some knowledge with uh, the listeners in terms of what's been your biggest challenge to date? I would say my biggest challenge. So I would say I'm a perfectionist, but I, I don't particularly like that word because it's a bit of like a cliched word. It's sort of the, the answer that you give in a job interview where someone's like, what's your, what's your worst trait? You say, oh, I'm a perfectionist because it's both a bad thing, but it's also kind of like, kind of like a good thing because it means you're like attentive to detail and you want things to be perfect. I would say I'm a perfectionist. And so I'm very much dependent on how good was that last piece of work that I delivered to a client. And if I think that was a fantastic piece of work, then I am, you know, 100% over the moon, so excited to move on to the next one. I feel so good. But if that piece of work wasn't quite up to my usual standard, my perceived standard, the client could still be 100% happy with it. But if I don't think, you know, oh, that sound, oh, how's that? It wasn't quite right. Or for whatever reason, I'm not happy with the, the fish that I got, my mood would be, you know, 0%. I'll be in the slums. It's really hard to kind of pull me out of that headspace. And so I say that's probably my biggest challenge, but the, the way that I kind of came around that, because lot, in the creative space, lots of people will say like, you're only as good as your last piece of work, which I 100% disagree with. There's something that I talk about a lot, uh, which is regression to the mean. Basically, what it means is that every, every single piece of work that you do, whether that was an amazing piece of work, whether it's a really bad piece of work, is always going to come back to a, to a standard, to a, a mean, to a middle. And what you need to work on is not fixating on like that one piece of work and how great or how bad it was, but it was thinking about overall, how can I improve all of my pieces of work? And you slowly move that mean um, to be to be slightly higher because it's as I say it's very easy to fixate on on the big wins and the big losses, um, but you've got to not try and fixate too much on that and actually look at the the big picture of the pieces of work that you're delivering, um, which I feel and my clients feel is is to a high quality. So that was the challenge was fixating far too much on on pieces of individual pieces of work and actually the solution was to just look at the big picture and think well. I, you know, back in 2017, I was filming videos which 
you know, arguably weren't very good, but compared to the standard now, you know, uh, the standard is just next level. And if we flip it the other side, then what's been your best moment as an entrepreneur? My best moment as an entrepreneur, I would say, um, is is getting this podcast studio. It was a bit of a milestone for me, you know, having a, a physical space that was my office after working out of a, a spare room for so long. To have a physical space that was my own, that clients could come to and and sit in and enjoy and, you know, have these great conversations. I would say that would, that would be my best moment. And it came at a time where I was, you know, very much unsure about the business because it was in the peak of the pandemic. You know, it was that when that second wave was coming in and, you know, for, for myself and a lot of businesses, work did did slow because you know, 90% of the work that I was doing was going into businesses and, and filming videos. And suddenly if the employees aren't in, you know, in the office, then who am I supposed to film? So there was a bit of pivoting, a bit of, you know, providing kind of animation services or, or something to just kind of keep the, uh, the business going during that time. Um, but then... You know, I, I had, you know, interest from businesses, you know, from yourself wanting about, you know, to start a podcast. And I figured, yeah, let's let's go for this because the demand is there and I think it could be something really quite special. Uh, and so I got got this office, got the space, made it into a podcast studio. And um, I'm very pleased with how it's going. Yeah, and so it should be. It's a great, great space. I love coming here through my recording days. Yeah. <laughs> And anybody wants to check it out, check out the videos that we do, uh, snippets on my social media, and they can sort of see the, the quality of the studios and obviously hear the quality of the sound audio. And is there um, one tip that you would share with other entrepreneurs? Um, yeah, the, the tip that I would give is don't underestimate your, you know, how much you can learn by yourself. As I said you know, earlier on, you know, 90% of how I got where I am is is because of stuff that I've taught myself, whether that's technical, you know, in terms of filming or, or other stuff in terms of like running a business. Don't underestimate the amount of information that's out there. There's a lot of bad information out there as well. So, you know, make sure you find some some good sources. And But, you know, YouTube is a fantastic resource. You can find some, you know, incredible people out there which are providing really valuable information um, that can, you know, take you where you want to go. You just have to put in the time to, to spend learning it. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, think that you, you know, you come out of school or university, or whatever, and that you, you stop learning, but that's, that's so not true. You know, you should be constantly learning, constantly trying to improve. Uh, and, and the resources are out there if you, if you want to go looking for them. And is there anything you've learned that you would never do again? Uh, yeah, there are actually. So I think one thing that, is is quite difficult when you when you first start uh, a service business is working with clients and it's very easy to become a like a yes man to to kind of agree to everything um, because you want to please your clients you want to keep them happy and you want to make sure that you're providing the best possible service but there is there is times where you 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 know you should kind of push back and you say no that's you know whether that's that's not involved in the scope of the project that we discussed or you know no, actually, that's not the best way of doing it. You know, you you are the expert in the service that you're providing. So, you know, you should say no to your clients sometimes if they've come to you with something that doesn't quite work. That was very difficult. Um, so, yeah, there have definitely been times where I've, I've said yes to things when I probably shouldn't have said yes to things. So those are mistakes I, yeah, I guess I, I try not to do now and, and would like to not do. But you, you do do them every once in a while, and, but you just, you, you learn from them. Great tip. Great tip. And what what fuels your motivation each day then? 
to do what you do? Probably the 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 opportunity to be creative within my job is very important to me. Um, as I said, when I was at university studying biology, fascinating subject, loved learning about it, but I didn't I didn't see it as being a uh, an industry that would allow me to be creative, and hence you know video production, podcasting. Um, so what motivates me is the fact that I get to come into work every single day and do something that is creative, whether that's creative for a client or creative for, for me as an individual, doesn't matter. The fact that I'm able to, you know, take, you know, an idea from a client or whatever and make something uh, is pretty special. Um, so I say, yeah, that that's what motivates me is the, the, the ability to be creative every single day. That's I think, and you, you certainly are creative. I'm certainly an advocate of that. Um, so if... Other people want to do the same as I've done, which is engage your support for podcasts or for quality video. Where would they look you up, Matt? Yeah, so you can you can find me on on LinkedIn. I'm relatively active active there. But if you want to get in touch with the business, then go to story94.com, um, or you can find Story94 on on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Twitter. You know, all those social platforms. Uh, we're there. Um, and yeah, just just get in touch and we can have a conversation. Yeah, and if, like me, you've got a podcast, come and check out the Oxford Podcast Studio. Um, yes, so. yeah, yeah. Anyone that has a podcast or is considering a podcast, um, come on down. We're, we're based in central Oxford, so it's a good space for you know for people to get to. Um, yeah, just get in touch and come down and see the space. Well, thanks, Matt. Thanks for coming out from behind the technical desk <laughs> to, to join me uh, today uh, for the podcast and being very honest in terms of what you shared. And I think you shared some great tips for other entrepreneurs by sharing your entrepreneur's journey. So thanks again for joining me. Thank you for having me. So you've been listening to the latest Step Change podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. As always, I hope you found that content interesting, thought-provoking and useful in your development of your own business. And please do subscribe to this podcast. And when I release my next episode, you'll be one of the first to know.